Time for packs. We're oh, just Jesus, coming off of right. Gamescom. A whole bunch of stuff is happening in the world of video games. I'm Andrea Renee, joined in person in the flesh by Christine Steimer. Hi, I got to hug you today. We did get to hug. Just I once? also hugged Brittany Braunbacher. It was great. Hi, hello. And I don't think I've hugged Alexa Ray Korea yet. Nope. I'm here though. I was on the phone <laughs> when you walked you later. in. I'll get you later. <laughs> I'll get you later. <laughs> we are here to talk about all things video games. We are your source for nerdy news, and we hope that you guys are enjoying the show. Thank you so much for coming in and listening to us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And if you guys aren't listening, if you're watching, we'd really appreciate it if you could head on over to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify and download the podcast. Maybe leave us a rating, a review, or if you want to get even more involved, we've got our Patreon website. That's patreon.com slash what's good games where you get exclusive behind the scenes photos, videos, and all other kinds of cool stuff. We have some exclusive streams that happened this week. If you are a patron and you got to see them, you saw the shenanigans that happened. But if you want to get in on the action, once again, head to that website, patreon.com slash what's good games. Okay. So ladies, Gamescom just happened this week. It did. Yeah. Lots of stuff happened. All the stuff. We got a bunch of news to talk about. News. So, hit us with it. Hit me. <laughs> well, not literally. No, um, it's like Britney Spears hit me one more time. It's not a literal hit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the first thing on my docket today, Mass Effect Andromeda will not be receiving any additional DLC, but the franchise isn't dead. So this is an interesting story. Hmm. Um, before we get into the specifics, let me read their official statement. And this is from MassEffect.com. I feel like we need to insert some like dramatic music here. Dun, 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 dun. No, no, like the Mass Effect um, music. Some, some like violin. Okay. Okay. Such violin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On August 19th, Bioware general manager and Mass Effect series creator Casey Hudson tweeted out saying that he would definitely love to continue working on the series. That's not the official statement. No. No, no that's just Casey that's being Casey's like... That's Casey's tweet. There's Yo, a link. I made this I read thing. The wrong I'm not thing. giving up As on it. We all yet. know <laughs> tweets are dubious at best. I mean, yes. No, I, I, it's pretty clear Casey's. I mean, they're not going to do it tomorrow, but right. like but he'll do it. This but is we'll, not. We'll he's going to do it exactly. We'll, we'll is, get into that. We got to read the official statement. Here's the statement. Do we? Since the release of Mass Effect Andromeda, we've worked hard to address feedback from our community. From improving animations to expanding customization options, we look to respond to your concerns and build on what you loved. With each patch, you let us know we were heading in the right direction, and we're grateful to everyone who joined us on this journey. We're proud of what we've created, and we hope you've enjoyed it as well. Early in development, we decided to focus Mass Effect Andromeda's story on the Pathfinder, the exploration of the Andromeda galaxy, and the conflict with the Archon. The game was designed to further expand on the Pathfinder's journey through this new galaxy with story-based Apex multiplayer missions, and we will continue to tell stories in the Andromeda Galaxy through our upcoming comics and novels, including the fate of the Quarian Ark. Our last update, 1.10, was the final update for Mass Effect Andromeda. 
There are no planned future patches for single-player or in-game story content. In the coming weeks, our multiplayer team will provide details on their ongoing support and upcoming content, including new multiplayer missions, character kits, and what's in store for N7 Day. We appreciate all the millions of people who came to us who came with us to the Andromeda Galaxy. We hope to see you again in the Mass Effect universe. The Mass Effect Andromeda team. Uh, uh, I have questions. Okay, yes. what's the question? I have questions. Yeah, I'm slightly confused. Hi, Alexa, question for you. Um, is So I, I can't tell by this statement, and I went back and I did a little research and I couldn't find anything that maybe pointed to it otherwise, but did they promise or did they say that they were going to work on more in the future and then this was like we're done or was it always they, planned as this was the end the, no they you mean for the whole game or you mean for dlc no, no, just for the for the single player stuff the for Quarian. dlc oh for i mean the Quarian stuff had been kind of hinted at in game right um but then obviously it launched things didn't go so well right and i think they had kind of allu- i think i don't think it was an official statement but there was that whole story of we're not doing any more mass effects for a while like we're kind of and B right. team is going back to being B team and kind of lost its shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where this this is now bubbling back up and becoming a story again. That no Mass Effect is not. I don't want to say dead because it was never dead, but you know it's not dorm as dormant. Maybe it's not goodbye forever. It's not goodbye forever. No. It's goodbye for now, <laughs> and we will see you soon. No, I don't think. I don't know if there was ever a statement from Bioware saying, yes, we are absolutely going to be producing more single player Mm -hmm. story content, which I think is what you're asking. I think it was just one of those things that everyone assumed Assumed. we would get it because there were some major Mm -hmm. story things toward the end of the game, actually at the end of the game. We were like, that is very interesting. And um, this was kind of like a a shocker to me personally. Did you think also think the Corian arc? I thought the Corian arc was going to be. If not just a, a few hour DLC, but maybe like a mini expansion type DLC. Yeah. I, I mean, do we want It could have been. Right. But mm-hmm. now I guess it's going to be a comic. I'm not sure. Like, what? what? That's I what don't they, read. That's what they just said. They were saying, like, <laughs> yes, the, the Korean, yeah, inc- including the Korean arc storyline, that will, they will the wrap that up stuff. in other ways because <laughs> they aren't developing any more game development time toward that i think it was always the impression based off the history of the mass effect franchise that single player dlc was on the table Mm -hmm. and how they did not have something already in the works is a little shocking to me i'm pretty sure they probably had something that they had worked on but then ea probably came in after the initial release of Andromeda and all the negative you know, buzz around the game and said, hey, we're going to cut off funding. Like, we're yeah. not going to put anything else out. And that, to me, like, the idea that they maybe were working on something and then it got, like, canceled is kind of a bummer. I don't think that many of them would have been working on it, though. They probably had, like, an True. outline because that game, like, sort of limped to the finish line. Right. So I don't think it was an instance of, like, this was almost done and then we cut it. I think it was, like, we probably had some ideas and then, and then it, it was like, we aren't going to fund this any, like, work on something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the development of Mass Effect Andromeda, from what we've heard and what we've been led to believe, was pretty messy, mm-hmm. right? I think it was the last 18 months that it was assumed that the majority of the game was finished, um, which meant was b- a bunch of things were probably scrapped and reworked. Um, so I agree, Simon, there probably wasn't, like, heck of a lot besides some, like, storyboards, like, what they were going to do. Right. But, I mean, it, and I don't know if I'm being unfair with this, so I'd like to hear your opinion, all of you. Uh, I feel like 
we kind of, not deserve, I don't know if that's the word, but I feel like it's kind of shitty that we're not getting this Korean arc thing in the form of game content. It definitely leaves a lot on the table. And I feel like there's enough there that there's enough there that it presents itself as something that needs to be experienced rather than read about. I would much rather experience that in a game than read about it in a comic, to be totally honest. I totally agree with you. However, I think there, this was a, a well-calculated move to drop it like a hot potato and not come back to Andromeda yeah. because yeah. there's been so much negative press. Even if this Korean arc thing had come out and been perfect, you're never going to be able to get past that kind of a launch. Yeah. So the fact that I think it is, it hurts because I did kind of, I wanted that content. Mm-hmm. It's smart to be like, okay, that was Andromeda, everybody. Right. Give it a round of applause. We're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so touching on what you said there about the negative press, there was an interview that EA's executive vice president, Patrick Sutherland, did at Gamescom with Games Reactor where he said, well, I think my personal opinion is I think that the game, I usually don't do this, but this is one of those places where I feel like that got criticized a little bit more than it deserves. I think the game is actually a great game. Yes, we have to acknowledge the fact that there were some things that maybe we could have done better, absolutely. But as a whole, if you go in and you buy the game today with everything that's in it today, I believe that that's a game worth buying, personally. So, that's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is for Mass Effect as a franchise that has such a big fan base, and you, I see you waving your finger. No, I know. Steimer, I just, hold on. It's, it's hard and, for me to stop it. And you know going. I've seen people saying, oh, EA is not making another Mass Effect. I see no reason why we shouldn't come back to Mass Effect. Why not? It's a spectacular universe. It's a loved series. It has a big fan fan base, and it's a game that has done a lot for EA and for Bioware. What we need to be careful, though, of is whenever we bring Mass Effect back again, we have to make sure that we bring it back in a really relevant way, in a fresh, exciting place. That's my job, and that's Casey's job, and Bioware and the Mass Effect team's job to figure out what that looks like, and that we don't know, and that we don't know yet, but we will. My issue with the thing that he said was at the very beginning where he says, um, the game you is buy now the, no, no, if you buy the game today. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, today. Okay, you today. fixed it. Like, But when you bought that game at launch, there was plenty to be upset about, I think, Absolutely. as a consumer. Right. And granted, and like, Britt and I both enjoyed this game, so like, we're not trashing it by any means. But I do th- I think that that's a little bit of a cop-out statement to be like, well, today you can buy it and it's fine. And you're like, well, yeah, but... You probably but- regret <sighs> saying that. Well, yeah, I think... I think I agree, <laughs> with, sure so I, I agree with Britt here. I think no one can dispute that that game had a multitude of issues. And we all on this panel are big Mass Effect fans, right? Mm. So we love this series. We love Bioware. We love what they do and what they create. But that game had a multitude of criticisms and especially coming off the fiasco that was Mass Effect 3's ending and how they patched in a new ending and we were all had these big expectations because it had been so many years since the last Mass Effect game. The idea that they kind of like whiffed the landing on this was really disappointing. I feel like, and this is not a criticism of Bioware, this is an observation. I'm interested to hear what uh, you gals think. Between the Mass Effect ending, the outcry was so bad that they had to make a new ending and then the outcry against this one being so bad that they're just leaving it alone i feel like bioware is very much at almost the whimsy of its fan base like very intimately so like i can't think of any other franchise that has 
like thrown things off the table or built entirely new things because its fan base was like whipped into a frothy lather over it. Hmm. They I'm, do. I mean, oh, sorry. Go, yeah. Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead. Cause I love mass effects. I thought mass effect threes and I'll say it. I thought mass effect Three's original ending. I like the sad kind of not super happy ending. So I thought it was a very poignant ending. I hated, yeah. I was I fine with that, that ending. And I was yeah, fine. And with then it. there's people that, 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 that hated it, but you didn't, you didn't, did a you demand ladder. a redo? See what happened. So here are the emotions that I felt as I finished. Tell Mass me your Fact emotions, Simon. Give me your emotions. Give me sadness and confusion. Okay. So I was never angry, but I was real perplexed. Okay. And I didn't understand why these were my choices or what was going on or how this could possibly have imagined or why on earth the best option was fusing together technology and organic oh, life spoilers. in a way that. You make a decision for every life form in the universe. Yeah. That's deep. And like, how can you do that and say that that's the good ending when you've never, you haven't discussed this with anybody. Anyway, sorry. But so <laughs> this is my weird rant. Commander Shepard no, is Jesus. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. The other thing that bothered me about it is because the way the games are set up, Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 play into the, this idea that if you play this game correctly, you can get the reward. The suicide mission does not have to be a suicide mission. Like, that's go. you can get around that. Um, Rex doesn't have to die. That's, you know, like, if you are smart enough in the way that you're allocating your points, you can charm your way out of that. So there's, the game sets up all these different scenarios that are like, oh, you must choose one or the other, except if you do X. And then the ending was so vastly different and was really just like, no, no, this is it. It does not matter what you did the entire game. This is all you have. It's very, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And we're going against everything. That's that you have. I don't a lot wanna, of games do I, that, though. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of what sorry, was wrong I, with the ending of Mass yes. Effect 3. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe we should that. We could <laughs> devote an entire episode just to that topic. And maybe we will at some point. Um, maybe we'll do like a special video on that. But the point is... He is saying that he thought that Mass Effect Andromeda got unfairly criticized. And I will agree with him here. I think that he probably didn't choose his words as wisely as he should have when he said the way the game is today. I think if they had come forward and said, hey, you're right. We effed up. Here's the patch. It's going to make it better. But I think the more important conversation is, is why is this happening so frequently in video games today? In the last 12 to 18 months, I can think of more than a handful of AAA titles that have launched with pretty gigantic problems that they've patched out within the first four to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And so we have to kind of ask ourselves, why are publishers like Electronic Arts, like Ubisoft, like Bethesda, allowing their games to hit these ship dates when they know that the game has these catastrophic bugs and glitches and problems. Why don't they just push it back? Because money. Publish, exactly. Because money. And Mass Effect, you'll notice, launched um, right before the end of the quarter, right before the end of the fiscal quarter yep. for EA. So they're trying to get that money in before they have to go to their investors. And they can be like, well, we got something, right? Because I think that game had already been pushed so much that it was kind of like at the tail end of what it could be um production wise before they started you know they need to make money on this eventually <laughs> but Britt, i want i want to hear from you what why do you think they're making the choice to potentially alienate an audience like they did with mass effect andromeda instead of waiting 
and not doing that and then making more money on the back end. What, what do you think is motivating these publishers? Obviously, money is a good example, but look, it completely backfired for EA when it comes to Mass Effect. I admittedly don't have a lot of um, insider knowledge when it comes to like who's run, who's calling the shots for these publishers, like who's making these things coming. Like when Christine was like, hey, yeah, they launched right before the fiscal. It's like, okay, that makes sense. The only thing I can imagine, and this is my ignorant point of view, is that there's just someone up there on the corporate ladder who's like, we need money, we need to do this, and this needs to go out now. Maybe there's something signed. I don't know because I don't know that side of it very well. But I have to imagine that it has nothing to do with the choices of the people making the games because they know what people want. They know what people are going to complain about. And so to me, it's just kind of a shitty thing. It seems like a shitty thing that they get so much backlash with Bioware. They got so much freaking backlash on this. And I understand like people are angry and like you made this game. Why did it launch like this? But maybe there's an untold story people don't know about. And I just wish people would maybe try to learn more. Says the person who doesn't know a lot about the way that those things works. But I just have to imagine it's someone who doesn't really know much and just cares about the money. That's my ignorant thoughts. I don't think that's ignorant. I think that's very I think that's a very good read on the situation. Or they, it might just be a, a lose-lose situation where it's not that they don't care, but they're like, look, we need we need a game, and yours is the closest. Yeah, that's true. And, th- and that game took a long time to come out, too. So I guess, you know, you got to push it live when you got to push it live. But I think we as fans would have gladly waited another three to six months or longer if and they I- had actually shipped the game in this completed form without broken dialogue and facial animations and a whole other slew of problems. And but, I think yeah. Bioware would have happily waited another six to nine exactly. months. Exactly. Okay. Moving on, even though we could talk more. We could. <laughs> on to another thing that you're probably going to talk a lot about. Final Fantasy 15. Oh my god! Pocket Edition has been revealed and we have a release date for the Monsters of the Deep VR experience is that what we're calling it so final fantasy 15 is expanding its horizons once again with the announcement for ios android and windows 10 devices launching later this year that's pocket edition and revealed at gamescom by square enix the final fantasy 15 pocket edition retells the story of the original game over 10 downloadable episodes with all episodes launching simultaneously and as a bonus the first episode will be free of charge wait is it a game? It's a game. It's a game. What do you... It's it's, uh, it's okay. So think of like chibi Final Fantasy 15 characters. It, it, it admittedly... Chibi, right? Is that chibi. You, okay. Chibi. chibi. Is, that, is that what I said? Chibi. 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 It admittedly looks really cute. It looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> was you guys, if you're not watching, you need to see Alexa's uh, reaction right now. Just like, okay, okay, we'll put it in gift but, form. No, no. I'll just preface it with it looks adorable. Alexa, you're like a volcano about to erupt. You go, girl. What's going What's happening? What is happening? What is happening? Wait, so this is this is this is the game I didn't play, but in a chibi form and on my phone. Right. So, so okay. So oh my god. Okay. Please explain. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's a it is it is a re- it is the main storyline retold. It is the that is the main story told. I think in ten episodes. Yes. So it's the, so it's a narrative. It's a narrative. There you go. It's a narrative portion. I'm getting really excited. Moving away from the microphone. <laughs> it's an it's the narrative portion. It focuses on the story. Uh, for iOS, but you have to pay for each episode. If I am not after mistaken. the first one, the after first, first one's episode, free. Yeah, you have to pay Did for they, each episode. And I don't pricing. 
So I don't even know if they officially confirmed that you'll have to pay for the additional episodes. But the fact that they're saying the first, the first one is free, free. I'm going to reserve sure. judgment to, until I know how much each episode costs. Um, and then we can. Why wouldn't you have to pay for pass it? that judgment? Um, I mean, maybe you can't like I would think maybe if they're retelling the whole story, maybe they would pay once just for everything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I might do like, this. So I don't have to play the whole game. Sure, no. and that. Well, I mean, you should play the whole game. The whole game, it's it's a good it's game. A long, it's I a mean, big but that's an interesting perspective. So, you know what's right, interesting right, right. about the pocket edition? As I was talking about this earlier, oh my this god, week, it's so cute. It's. I mean, yeah. it's it's adorable. Cindy yeah. looks creepy, but everyone looks. She great. still has that booty. Is that people were talking about? Well, what maybe this means since they've announced it for PC, right? The, that hundred and seventy gigabyte crazy yes. download for PC with mods um, with eight K, uh, and then now they've announced a Windows or excuse me, a uh, iOS and um, Android version that maybe they'll bring the Pocket Edition to Switch. Did you see the Twitch interview with Tabata? I did he, not. So tell me, uh, there was an interview streamed on Twitch with uh, Hajime Tabata, my BFF over in BD Two, and he said he said that there's a lot of interest in Division Two in bringing Final Fantasy to a console that oh sounds a lot like Twitch, Twitch. and he very openly was just like there's a lot of interest in it there's a lot of interest please in it. if Final Fantasy 15 comes to switch i will 100 percent play it again. but would brilliant. you want the pocket edition because no. i don't think there's any no. way that square enix will be able to port final fantasy as is for ps4 and xbox no. one to the switch yeah no I, I don't want to play the pocket edition i mean i'm gonna play the pocket edition yep. because i've bought in it's mine now <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm not, i don't switch. wanna but, but i don't I'm going but if to. they're gonna put it on the switch <laughs> They would make it would just every, make, every square marketer there is just like cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, it would just be so, we know the fans will pay again, right? It would just be me. And we will. Me. No, I am too. I will pay again. I'm there with you. Me. I'm gonna play the crap out of it for real. Give it to me. I know how it ends. But play it again. The question is, do we need this? And what yes. do you think? No. <laughs> I was like, we do. And then I was gonna ask you, so what, I like what do you automatically? Think? Brittany was like, yes, we do. I need this. prompted <laughs> them to make this, like truly. Okay, so have any of you played Mobius Final Fantasy? No, no, no. Mobius Final Fantasy is, is that the f- one with Ariana Grande in it? What? Yeah. yeah. Ariana Grande's in okay, Final look, Fantasy. I just gotta say, Square Enix, you <laughs> oh, put no, Ari- Ariana Grande in your damn game, and you haven't put me in your game yet. I get so many press Can releases. Can you about sing that. like an angel? <laughs> no, but I'm basically a built to order like Final Fantasy character. I'm clumsy. <laughs> I'm sassy, and I can hit people real hard. So <laughs> you're like, you look like Tifa today, but minus the like short shorts. Just the Thank just, you. doesn't she yeah. wear white? Sure. She has like the like white shirt. Little, it's like the high waisted yeah. with yeah. like the short the short shorts. Thank yeah. you. Um I got the to match as well. Anyway, uh that's a king that's <laughs> I, that I motioned to my breast. Yes. That's what happened. Um it's a breast joke. Um but what? I thought I thought is that the Kingdom Hearts necklace? No, this is a Sailor Moon necklace. I'm wearing a Sailor Moon necklace. Brittany, I'm not talking about her boobs. I'm not talking about my necklace. And I said Sailor Moon. It's a Sailor Moon necklace. We're devolving. Okay. Anyway, um why do we need this? So I think so Mobius Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy at built for mobile. It is a full Final Fantasy game with a story and they've added a lot of content to it over the year. It's about one year old now and it has done exceedingly well. It crossed, I think a million downloads, like very close to it launching in North America. It saw great success here, great success here, great success in Japan. So Square Enix is seeing the success of Final Fantasy on mobile. The Kingdom Hearts Unchained key game also did pretty well on mobile. So I can see why they thought, okay, everyone, you know, Final Fantasy 15 is our thing right now. People have liked it. Why don't we bring that to mobile? But Square 
but but they obviously have to do it in a different way. You can't bring Final Fantasy 15 as it exists on console to mobile. Right. So right. they're bringing it to mobile. They have found Square has found great success on mobile with the Final Fantasy franchise. It makes complete sense that this would come out. I think it looks super cute. I was surprised by it, but it does make sense. Do we need it? If you're me and Brittany, yeah. If you're not, then no. And if you're someone who hasn't played Final Fantasy 15 yet, but is maybe a more casual or general game player who does play a lot of games <laughs> on the phone. Don't call me fucking casual. I'm not calling you casual. No, I'm saying you, Brittany. Brittany's like Brittany. staring daggers at Steimer right now. The people that well, the, the people that maybe buy one game a year and don't update their content, the people that are, yeah. that are you know, the, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a game and I will play it. Um, this would be for them. This would be something that they would check out. I imagine it's the same demographic of people that play like the Telltale games on their phone who are like, mm-hmm. the phone is my gaming console. Yeah. So this this is a totally good business move. It makes total sense. I feel like, I feel like now it's just, and this is not a bad thing, but I feel like it's just absolutely giggle worthy. Just the amount of Final Fantasy 15 that is out there right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. However, yeah. So, so my, I think, I mean, I'm going to play it. Like we said, we, yeah. we are the people I'm who a, will I'm do this. I think I, it would rub me a little bit the better way, the better way, whatever. If it was like, thank you, Steimer, for rubbing me <laughs> You're in holding a good the way. pillow. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, it, if there was like new story information. New within, stuff. New stuff. Because There might like, be down the line. We don't know that yet. If there is, why didn't you announce that in your press release? Why do you say it's the retelling of the same adventure? That's confusing. Mysterious. Okay. Because also, because their wording, I, I have to say. Their wording of the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition is very similar to the wording that they have used around the 7 remake as it's a retelling of the story. But the gameplay is so I completely did. The gameplay is 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 different. No, 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 it is different. But well, it has I'm, to be different because it's mobile. But I would but, like to see what when we get because we're going to get fifteen pocket edition before we get for Final Fantasy VII remake. But I want to see what this game is, and then I feel like that will inform us of what we're getting with Final Fantasy VII remake. Okay, so ladies, I have to ask. Yeah. Ask me. Ten episodes. Ten. First one's free. How much? Do you think they're going to charge for each of these episodes? Two ninety nine. That's my guess. So for nine episodes at three dollars a piece, we're talking about twenty seven dollars. I'm guessing it's two ninety nine each. I mean that's basically and maybe twenty five dollars for all <laughs> of them together. <laughs> Do we know? We don't know how long these episodes are. We no. don't. But if it's ten episodes that span the length of the entire game, how each episode to ten? each episode has to cover roughly six hours because there's fourteen of Final chapters. Fantasy fifteen. There's fourteen. But chapters. But it's a lot of it wandering around. Maybe it's condensing. No. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. No cooking, no driving. Yeah. I'm no gonna say four ninety nine per episode. Per episode. And so everyone's gonna lose the price is right. And they're gonna so lose their 40, shit. Forty five dollars for the whole game. No, that'd be ridiculous. No, I think it'd be like twenty five dollars for yeah, the whole then, game total. Yeah. If you buy it like the pass that gets everything at once. I think, yeah. I'd be interested to answer this again once we know more of what we're getting. Right. No, I just like when I hear something that's ten episodes and you have to pay per episode for a mobile title, I that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to. This pay is for. Final Fantasy fifteen we're talking about. No, there are no rules anymore. Yeah, but it's as you said, it's a very like, you know, like edited version of yeah. the actual game. I'm interested to see how they pair, how they pair that story down, how they gr- how they parse it out, right? In what way? I'm very very curious, and I'm curious to see if maybe that's 
a format moving forward. Like maybe Final Fantasy 16 will just be mobile. Oh no! Oh Stop gosh. it! Stop it, Alexa! Ray. I don't know. I'm just I'm no. just thinking things. Also, footnote: no. Monsters of the Deep. Can't wait to freaking play that. It looks awesome. Yeah, I think we're gonna Monsters have to do like a let's play or stream of that. Yes. Yeah, it comes out in November. November we have 21st. we have PSVR. We have a, a Oculus. We can make it happen. I will catch your fish. Okay. Yeah, you okay. Will. Do, the, do the thing. All yeah. right. Okay. So this next story is just more of like a, a announcement on your thoughts about this. So we know that at E3 2017, Bethesda showed off the VR versions of three of its biggest games, Fallout 4, Skyrim, and Doom, all coming to virtual Skyrim. reality. <laughs> and today, not today, um, Bethesda announced when players will be able to try them out. So Skyrim VR is launching on November 17th for PSVR. An HTC Vive version is coming next year. Doom VFR. Yes, they put fucking in their title. Yeah, they the did. Yeah, you did, Bethesda. Uh, will be available on both Vive and like PSVR you. on December 1st. And finally, Fallout 4 VR will release on December 12th and will only be playable on Vive. So this is an interesting mix of platforms here mm-hmm. that they've made deals with quite clearly. Quick, quick question before we go into this. Do you have to pay for these editions separately, or is it like if you already own Fallout 4 or whatever, you could get the VR version as a free add-on? That is a great question. I believe you have to buy them separately. Steimer, how do you feel about this? Great. No, we all Alexa, you love Alexa needs to retell quickly the E3 story of Bethesda. So Steimer, Steimer and I are 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 doing the thing. We're just watching the Bethesda E3 Bethesda was it the Bethesda? Yeah, it was the no, it was, it was the Nintendo one. No. So. Oh, it was the Nintendo one. Yeah. So like Skyrim, Skyrim VR had been announced. Skyrim, your mom has been announced. Like it's all these versions of Skyrim have been announced, and it's the Nintendo press conference, and they're like, and we're bringing, the, we're talking Skyrim on the Nintendo Switch, and she's thro- scrolling through her phone, and she goes, oh great, more fucking Skyrim. Like not even like thinking, and I'm just like, holy shit, and I burst out laughing. And she's meanwhile like, at the Bethesda E3 conference, I lost my shit. Like full on melted down when they showed Dovahkiin running around in Link's Link outfit with the Master Sword. I was very excited. I was a little uh, drunk. We had a very interesting conversation with Pete Hines after that about if you play as Link because Link doesn't talk, can you not use shouts? So is playing as Link like a no shout run of Skyrim? Hmm. How does that no, work? No, Dovahkiin still shouts because he's not Link. He's he, Dovahkiin. Yeah, but would all his shouts be ha? Hey, ha? <laughs> 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 I would love it if they if they gave him a fairy shot. That's like, him. That's him falling into listen, falling a knife. Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> I should do voice acting. Call me. Nintendo. We just need to make a segment of Alexa making link noises. noises. I, I can also do the R two D two scream, but I'm not going to do it now because yeah. I'll do it some other time. <laughs> okay. So, have any of you ladies actually experienced these VR experiences? No. Doom VR yes. is b- bonker banana banana. Bonkers. No, Doom VR is scary. I will, I, I was like, get me out of here, get me out of here. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. It was um, it's too many demons too quickly all around you. I can't handle too many demons. Andrew Renee. So is it too chaotic? <laughs> <laughs> too, too, too many, many demons. demons. Too many demons. Too many demons. Um, but it's, too it's um, many demons. it's I mean, but Doom in itself, like on just on console or PC, was intense. I had to take many breaks. 
because it was so intense and like in vr demon tolerance was, i was like really my brain well. was like no yeah i feel like that game even though i didn't play it, i've seen footage of it and i'm like that seems like too fast of a game for you to really want to play in vr mm-hmm. i felt like there's a lot of throw up potential with that game right i mean granted they do the yeah. teleporting but still yeah. like yeah you, you still have to turn around right to like shoot the demons in the head yeah the face. i made it like 10 minutes and then i had to i felt like i was going to just vomit all of my guts out <laughs> yeah bummer it's really great but i can't do it it's yeah Two it's names. a thing Two um but um skyrim in vr is something that i have not tried but i would be very interested in trying yeah, yeah I, don't, wielding, I, don't, I don't care casting <laughs> fireballs and stuff yeah i think that would be cool i'm more into like the medieval rpg experience in vr than i would be like in something like doom where you can just kind of yeah. lose yourself and see dragons and shit demons yeah right so question do yes. you think like Bethesda put these games into development back when the VR hype was really real and everyone's like, oh my God, VR, oh my God, VR. And if, do you think they would still develop for VR today? Knowing like how I feel like VR has kind of fizzled out a bit. It's interesting that you asked that because I had this conversation with somebody else and I said, VR is not fizzling out. They're having a little temporary lull when it comes to games because VR's true potential isn't with video games. It's with other types of experiences. And I truly believe that the reason all of these tech companies are spending billions of dollars investing in VR right now is because they see the future and the future includes video games, but it's not defined by video games. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. What she said. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's Skyrim. Um, um, real did quick, you, do talk- you have some additional thoughts? Well, no, this is more about VR and maybe the future of games like um, Doom in VR. I just saw something in the MGM. I got a press release. I think it's the MGM Grand is opening up, opening up its first VR shooter arena. Oh, okay. So that's oh. interesting. A VR shooter arena. Yeah, yeah. So it's you How know that an work? arena, and, and you wear VR headsets, and then you kind of like get to like go around and like shoot things. So it's but like, you, and it's just just like a shooter paintball, but thing. without other people. You play with other people. Oh, but, but anyway, so I, I was thinking like because I personally am a fan of VR, but I agree. I think it hasn't found its sweet spot yet, and so maybe something like that. Maybe we can build a West Good Game shooter arena. There's a uh, yeah, or we could go to Vegas and try there. Can we just, can we just <laughs> You can go to Tokyo and go to the VR arcade. What in Odaiba? Oh, I heard about this. Nam- Bandai Namco has a VR arcade, and they have a bunch of different games where you can like pilot a Gundam and fight another person in a Gundam, and they literally strap you into a seat and you like pilot a Gundam. There's one where you. Uh, my favorite is called Trainmeister. It's very chill. You you drive a train. That's it. That's, and you just stop it? the train. <laughs> Sorry. it's called Trainmeister, and you just you just stop the train in time so you the passengers can get on that's it it's very chill real chill um there's one where you have to walk out onto a board above a skyscraper to save a nope. cat that's sitting on the end cat's gonna die i'm sorry and it's I can't like do over it. a city so <laughs> you're like timer. you're thousands of feet above Terrifying. the city and there's a cat meowing at the end of the cat, end cure, of the kitty, thing kitty. that you have to go in to get tuna. it and they put the headset on you and you have to walk out it's on this morbid. board and like the board like wobbles and it's like really scary nope. and really you might, yeah, so we, you're you, saying you, that we need to go a shooter to japan there's a scary one where you're in a wheelchair in an abandoned hospital and you have to fight zombies that's really up your alley will we get pink eye to tokyo no, I'm they gonna wipe go them eat ramen. They wipe down all of them. You guys can do this while I eat. We'll ramen. go to the VR okay. arcade. I'll play some relaxing train meister. You guys okay. can do it. I will be eating. All right, we have to move on. Okay, news has gotten long. Train meister. Um, 
Microsoft held a press conference at Gamescom this week. We're going to talk about some of what they said, but the most important thing that they announced. I don't know what that noise is, Britt. Jurassic Park Evolution has been revealed. It puts players in charge of the cinema's greatest tourist destination where they will have the opportunity to create and manage their own Jurassic World. Launching in summer 2018, Jurassic World Evolution will be coming to the PS4, the Xbox One, and PC. It evolves players' relationships with the film franchise, placing them in control of operations on the legendary island of Isla Nublar and the surrounding islands of the Muertes Archipelago. 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 That's a word I should know how to say. Players will build their own Jurassic World as they bioengineer new dinosaur breeds and construct attractions, containment, research facilities. Every choice leads to a different path and spectacular (laughs) challenge arise. I want some raptor friends. Why hasn't this been done sooner? This is such a brilliant idea. Raptor friends. It's scheduled to release next summer when (laughs) Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom will be in theaters in June 2018. So this is from the folks who do... I think it's Coast? Roller Coaster Tycoon. Roller Coaster Tycoon. They did uh, Elite Dangerous. Raptor. Raptor. Let me see. I have Raptor hands. I'm ready. These folks are familiar in the art of making, what are they called? Tycoon. Sim. Sim. Sims. 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 Park this Sims. This is basically like, yeah, Park Sims. Tycoon. The Tycoons. I am so excited. I can't. This. I can't wait. I don't like the amusement park sims but there's dinosaurs now so so what i'm really excited about and what i'm curious to know is what is the ai of the human of the human character is going to be because i would love dumb i don't give a fuck about those dinosaurs no because i want to come up with clever ways to kill them via dinosaurs let go raptors and t-rex i mean brontosauruses so the the name of the development company is frontier and they have done planet coaster scream ride and of course Zoo Tycoon, which was a title for the Xbox One with Connect. I remember that. I actually have that game. It was one of my favorite. It's a good game. Favorite Connect games. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it's really cute. There's a Tycoon in there somewhere. So I'm personally excited because I just want to make like a death park. Like I want to make it so like happy looking where there's like little like balloon animal T-Rexes and shit. And like all the kids are, oh, mom, I'm so excited to go. And they go in there and then you shut the gate and you just unleash. Oh, man. You are locked in here with me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, are you like legitimately excited about just, like raising dinosaurs, or do you want yeah. to kill everyone? I'm legitimately <laughs> excited about having. So I haven't played like a simulator game like this in a long time, and I've just never like this. This gets me excited about it again. When we watched people. that trailer together, I was like, oh, "This is like SimCity with dinosaurs! Hell yeah!" Like yeah. I was like really excited. Raise the dinos. I have a great affinity for the Velociraptors, <laughs> so I am really excited to have like instead of herds of cows, like herds, herds of, of Velociraptors. Are you going to breed them? I want yeah. the yeah. one. Herds of Velociraptors. Yeah, though? man. Raptor herds. We're Nobody God. Cares about the Raptor herd twenty eighteen. The dragon, the dragon guy. What's the dragon guy? I don't remember his name. What's the name? Somebody who's listening got dragons, or watching the show, let us know the dragon that spits in the face of the guy. And kills the villain. Yeah. That was a good um, moment. It's not the Leo Pluridon, is it? That's made up, isn't it? Leo Pluridon's made up. <laughs> I don't know. That's Charlie. made up. Right? Yeah, okay. Charlie. That's where I came from. So this game is coming. So Microsoft also announced a bunch Leo of Pluridon. other stuff at their press conference. But I publicly, on Twitter, Ooh. expressed my 
disappointment. Mm. Ooh, you did. Girl, in how us. their press conference at Gamescom really felt like the definitive edition of their E3 press <laughs> conference. <laughs> oh, oh, really? So, so like everything a, they announced at E3 and just a little bit extra. It's so like a 1.5 or 1.25? I would say probably 1.25. Oh, Microsoft damn. E3 press conference, 1.5 HD remix? So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> Final chapter prologue. <laughs> That's um, right. That's a good one. So, okay. Here's the thing. So they announced a couple of things. They pre-orders went live for the Xbox One X. They announced a special Project Scorpio edition, which promptly sold out. But yeah. from what I've seen recently, it appears that the stock of certain retailers is fluctuating. So if you are really interested in getting the Project Scorpio edition of the Xbox One X, then I would urge you to continue checking back. However, um, are any of you ladies... Did any of you ladies pre-order an Xbox One X? No. No, they delayed Crackdown. F you. Wow. No, that's a fair criticism. Wow, 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 I wow. think that, that that absolutely is fair. And I think a lot of people who were excited about Crackdown got pissed off about that. They, they really don't have a big launch title outside of Forza. They have no games coming out this fall. Coming when that launch... When that- console launches they have no games they did announce during their press conference that they will have more than 100 titles confirmed to support the xbox one x including titles that have been are enhanced enhanced for xbox one edge which includes supporting 4k resolution high dynamic range or hdr color and other xbox one enhanced visual upgrades so some of these titles include games that have already been released, but it also include games that are coming, like Anthem, like Assassin's Creed Origin. Yeah, but Anthem's not coming out this fall. Crackdown I was about 3. to say, Anthem's not going to be out Siders for a while. 3. So games that Neither have been released, Dead Rising 3. 4, Dishonored 2. They have Fallout, Fallout 4. 4 are you joking? Fable Fortune, Final Everyone Fantasy 15, Gears of War 4, Forza, Halo 5 Guardians. Whatever. Yeah, so my, no, seriously, my, my the thing that I got really upset about <laughs> is Skyrim like, on there. Is Skyrim on here? Oh my god, it better not be on there. Let me scroll down to the S's. Hold on. No. Or would it be the Elder Scrolls? It is not. It would be the Skyrim Uh, Definitive uh, Edition. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's it's a special edition. Yeah, the Skyrim. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition will get Ah. enhanced. Skyrim is the hoe of games right now. (laughs) Everybody. Or is that Final Fantasy 15? Oh my gosh, no, it would be the Skyrim right now. And we're only in the first segment. Listen, I was disappointed because i want xbox to have a win as somebody who loved my 360 who spent thousands of hours and played hundreds of games and spent so much money on that generation and just completely ignored ps3 i was like whatever i'll play uncharted and that's it Mm -hmm. i really want them to have a win here and i just was so bummed when this was what they brought to gamescom after i mean a relatively disappointing showing from Project Scorpio at E3. Mm. Do they have games? Yes. Do they have upgrades for existing games? Yes. Do they have great entertainment options? Yes. Do they have new Is games? Is it enough to justify a $500 price tag when they are offering the Xbox One S for half the price with a lot of those same features? Nay. No. Right? Nay, I say. And I generally, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm one who will buy consoles. You know, I'm like, I, I just like to do. I got the PS4 Pro, no problem. But uh, with this, I'm like, ah, I can't justify it. Because I don't have a 4K TV. And that's, you know, not make or break. But it's a pretty big deal. But I can't justify spending that much on a console 
that's not going to really give me anything that I'm like super. I was going to make a really, really gross. Never mind. Uh, I'm just Go not very on. excited about it. Go no, on. You no, committed. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> We're listening. You can't get halfway there and stop. But no, I'm right there with you. you I mean, it's just not pleasant. I was an <sighs> Xbox 360. <Steimer. laughs> that, <laughs> I was an Xbox 360 player as well. Completely, not completely, but mostly uh, ignored my PS3. And it's funny how the tables have turned. No, same. Yeah. I was the same thing. 360 played all the time. PlayStation would only play for the actual exclusives that didn't go on any other console. And now I'm completely flipped and I barely play my Xbox and it makes me really sad. Yeah. Where's Halo? See, I was a PlayStation 3 girl because that's where all the Japanese games were. Well, I mean, we knew that. That's what I was. (laughs) I have a brand. It was disappointing. I mean, and the fact that they kind of had the balls to put out a brand new trailer for the ReCore Definitive Edition was kind of like a big, like, why? I heard about this. Mediocre game record was kind of poopy i'm just gonna say they that. gave a lengthy gameplay trailer for it during their conference now did this, they make mm. the game less brown <laughs> yes in this trailer didn't Good. they also announce new features and new areas and some other tweaks yeah, so one of the criticisms was that the, t- the the dev team that originally published this game didn't have all of the features and all the polish that they wanted when it launched thus the lackluster you know, praise mm-hmm. for the game, more criticism. And now they've had time, much like, you know, uh, Hello Games and No Man's Sky had time to actually put the features in that they wanted and get the game to the to the prod- final product that they wanted. But I feel like developers need to know by now, moreover, publishers and platform holders need to know by now, hey, Maybe don't publish the game if it's not ready yet. Yeah. yeah. Especially with new IPs, because it's like you have one shot to yes. make that impression, right? Now, if like ReCore 2 was announced, people, most people probably like, like uh, yeah, whatever, like the first one. Right. When ReCore, I feel like, had a lot of potential. Um, again, this kind of goes back to our Mass Effect discussion, but, you know. That's but it's hard. But it I agree with you. It's, it's 10 times harder with something like ReCore, which has had nothing come before it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect is a little easier because people still have such fond memories of like the first few games that that can overcome a quote unquote dud in the series. But ReCore, and especially with this definitive, I'm like, I wanted to like this game and mm-hmm. I played it for a while. I'm not playing that version. You right. had your chance so, and you did not impress me. So, Andrea, you are obviously very disappointed by this. What would make you very happy? Like, what were like two or three things? That would have made you feel like, yay, this is good. This is exciting. You mean announcements for Xbox? Uh, yeah, announcements from the Gamescom press conference. I would have been excited if they had announced uh, exclusive partner content for an upcoming game. I think that would have been a win if they had said, they came out and said, hey, we've been promoting Assassin's Creed Origin on stage now a couple of times. You can get all of these exclusive missions on xbox but does microsoft know what exclusive means because they're really pushing it yeah now. so there was a bunch of criticism this week about player unknown battlegrounds yeah, on xbox yeah. one being <laughs> a console launch exclusive and the language surrounding what does that mean so there were a bunch of interviews done with both xbox and Bluehole, the publisher of the game about well what is it only coming to xbox one will it be coming to playstation 4 and they wouldn't give a definitive answer which was frustrating because they have a definitive answer and the reason they wouldn't is because they don't want to talk about the other platforms why would they want to why would they want to talk about their competition so i get it but for gamers out there who are looking to make a purchasing decision who want to know am i going to be able to buy this 
you know, Xbox's prerogative is to say you must buy an Xbox One in order to play Player Unknown Battlegrounds on console. That's mm-hmm. their prerogative. So that's the only thing they're going to message. But, but I think true. the reality has to be if Bluehole wants to maximize their audience exposure, which they do, they want to make money. They're going to have to publish on PlayStation eventually. When that happens, I don't know. I think the important thing to remember here is this game is still in early access. When it's going to be published on Xbox One late 2017, it's going to go into Games Preview, which is the early access for Xbox One. And so this game will have plenty of time to come to PlayStation later. But what they aren't saying is that they probably got money from Xbox to publish exclusively they on absolutely Xbox One. Did. But it's not exclusive if it's coming to other platforms. Like, haven't they, like, It's exclusive it? for a period of time. It's time. Of time. Exclusive. Just like Rise like, of the Tomb Raider was exclusive for a period of time, and then it came to PC and, and the rise to of PS4. The, and the Rise of the Tomb Raider messaging was a total mess. Like, yeah, it was Microsoft, like, I just think Microsoft is, like, bending what the word exclusive means, and it's confusing <laughs> to consumers, That's and it's unfair. The right. It's, it's, but it's laughable and awful now and we all see what you're doing and it's just like come on i can't imagine that timed exclusive is going to be a thing that publishers are going to be able to use uh for much longer because it's so blatantly obvious that you just become kind of a laughing stock i think the honest and true approach would be like hey it's a timed exclusive for a year but look at all this amazing content you can get right now if you buy our console but will they go that route i think eventually they will say first on xbox there that's a truth yeah i think exclusive on xbox the thing that they're going to run into more is that being a timed exclusive on, a pl- on Xbox is going to be more expensive because PlayStation right now is winning. That's just yeah. kind of the way it is. And so it's very exp- like you were just talking about, Andrea. It's that's an expense, like because you aren't putting your game on another platform, you are losing out on a bunch of money. So I just right. think eventually they won't be able to keep paying for that because like yeah. you have to you have to make it worth their while to not publish on this other platform. And I just don't know that that's sustainable. Yeah. Only time will tell that these guys will get their act together. Xbox, I want you to win. I really do. I would just like you to stop losing. (laughs) I would like you to just tell me what you mean. (laughs) Tell me what you mean. Just tell me what you mean. Okay. We have one more news item that we have to talk about, and then we have to end this segment because it's real long. Do we? Um. The SNES Classic Edition. No, nope, I don't want to talk about this. It hurts. Went live with pre-orders this week. Nintendo Bye. promised late August. The first people that kicked it off was Best Buy. Yeah. And then Amazon followed. And then Target and GameStop both opened. Walmart. And in the middle of the fucking night. Yes. So it was, what was it? Sorry. Tuesday night? No. Uh, it, was Monday. Monday. it was Monday. Monday night, night at 1030 p.m. Pacific time. Is when Best Buy opened their pre-orders. Well, it was roughly 10. It was basically a little after midnight central time where Best Buy's headquarters are. How rude. Very rude. <laughs> rude. I'm thankful. All it's rude, you. but I'm thankful. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't get in on the Best Buy orders. Brittany got some. But I got in because I was up playing Zelda Shrines, which we'll talk about in the next segment. 2 a.m. Pacific time. Amazon put their pre-orders live. And I snagged some. And then, of course, you know, over the next uh, 24 to 48 hours, both Target and GameStop and uh, put it up. GameStop, Target, like, surprisingly, decided to bundle their and SNES Classic Editions, which, you know, I have to hand with it to With what, them. Andrea? With what? With swag. Brittany. Mm-hmm. Swag like this. Yeah. 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 
So if, you're watching, if you're watching the video, I just you handed her. Packs. Oh, I'm wearing this. Excuse me. If you're not watching the video, I just handed her a okay. Zelda backpack. So I it's bought great. an NES Classic Edition. And the only way that I got it was because ThinkGeek was doing these bundles with all this other cool stuff they have. So listen, I get it. You want to just buy the thing. You don't want to buy the other things. But the things that they do package it with aren't garbage. They're cool They're not stuff. expensive. But you know what is garbage, though? What? This freaking pre-order release model. Like, I mean, I just think that's so unfair. Like beyond unfair. What's Especially unfair if you live about on the it? East Coast. I you're don't asleep. Right. If you're two a.m., two a.m., five a.m. East Coast. I j- there are people out there. I have no skin on the game because I'll probably get one anyway. But like the, it's there are people out there that are collectors that are diehard Nintendo fans that are Britney's grandma that maybe aren't like on the internet. 24 hours a day or stay up until 2 a.m. that are saying, hey, this is a thing I would like to get. Pre-orders open on this day. I'm going to make sure that my computer's open on this day so I can get the thing or get a chance to get the thing. The way that this was released, it didn't give any of those people a chance to get the thing. And the people that say, oh, I guess you're not die hard enough because you weren't prepared. That's fucking bullshit because it was 2 a.m. It was Those the middle of the night. Stupid. It was staggered. Nobody should Those say you're not stupid. enough. I've, like, seen, you can't I've, be prepared. I've seen that. I've seen it on Twitter. People, people being like, well, I guess like you didn't want it bad enough. No, all of us have lives and we have things going on. I feel like the release of this is just unfair. It is stupid. It is worse than the NES Classic Edition. I don't necessarily think it is Nintendo's fault. Um, there it has is 100% to be, Nintendo's well, maybe, fault. Maybe like 95.5 because obviously they have to work with the with the distributors to be like, okay, this is when your pre-orders will go live. This is when your servers and your website is prepared to handle the influx of traffic. So it's everyone working together. And whoever thought that it was, you know, some bright idea, oh yeah, let's just have it go up randomly in the middle of the night with no warning, late August. It is late August, but it could also be called mid-August depending on when you're like looking at it. I that agree. was That's- one of your not yeah. yeah fair technically like august 21st is not late august it's like, like mid august and i feel bad for the people like we have a lot of friends that collect this stuff and like the people out there that are diehard nintendo fans that have big collections are just just want to just want to have this thing to like play these old games the people that aren't again on the internet at all hours of the night i just think it's totally unfair and it's ridiculous and it's stupid and like fucking stop just stop rant yeah. over rant over stop doing it stupid yeah it was you, <laughs> what else is there to say really the I only reason stupid. i was able to uh, snag one is because i went down to oregon lincoln city oregon to watch the eclipse and i drove 10 hours back home uh in a drive that should have taken me three and a half hours took me 10 hours and it was very brutal Yikes. but anyway i got home and i checked our what's good games twitter account and someone had tweeted at yeah. us Within minutes. And they said, hey, Best Buy pre-orders are live. Go, go, go. And I was like, holy crap. And so I ran my little butt over and I sat down and I pre-ordered three of them. And only two of them went through. Um, one of them is obviously going to my grandma. And then the other one I want to give to my aunt because she's like. And then finally I had a fan. I don't have, I didn't have a fan. There was a fan of the show who hit me up and was like, hey, you know, I got you one. So I think I'm covered. But excellent. But just, you know, and all next day I was online too, just trying to see like, okay, like what? And I couldn't even snag one, even though I was online the whole next day because I wanted to get one for my dad. But 
It, it, it was a clusterfuck. It was dedicate, an absolute clusterfuck. I dedicate my rant to people like, to your grandma and people like your grandma who just can't, like, I think it's, it's, this happened once already and it's happening again. I think it's stupid. This is not how you ingratiate fans, especially with the shortages of the Nintendo Switch. What are you doing? What? <laughs> what? That's, are you doing? that's like the question right so i think baffled. a lot of us in the industry and you guys out there listening and watching have asked yourself what is nintendo's thought here what is going on in their heads what is Buzz their strategy words. why wouldn't they just make enough of it to make sure that everybody who wanted one could get one and or, you know there's a lot of theories out there why or at least be like pre-orders are going up at this day right. at this time like concert ticket sales right? So, right 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 so toys r us for example they aren't doing online pre-orders so toys r us has said if you come to our store on september 29th that is when you'll be able to get one so it's gonna yep. be like a console launch people are gonna be lining up for hours and hours and hours to get this um no. yeah it, it, <laughs> so i was just like, like do not care do not don't care. want oh, and the idea of like oh, nintendo has said that they plan to continue production past this initial shenaniganry so hopefully hope it won't so. be i i think it'll be easier to get one than it would be to get an nes classic but i don't think it'll be easy enough and as for as far as why are they doing this I mean, I have my thoughts, but tired of we don't circus. have another 20 minutes to go no, into that. we don't. So, yeah, too old for this shit. But we could go on and rant about this forever, but I do want to talk about a little bit of news. So they did release a brand new trailer this week that show off some of the new features. Who cares? Half of us aren't going to get it. Whatever. <laughs> More than half. <laughs> More than half. For the people who did manage to snag a, a pre-order. Um, there will job. be several new features, including a rewind feature that lets you rewind in play. So each of your games are going to get four save slots, That's which cheating. can be rearranged or even locked to make sure no one erases your hard work. This is according to a, a Polygon story. Games can be saved at any time, although the built-in save points from the classic games have been maintained as well. And... The save slots also record at least a minute of footage so you can mess up, save, and then rewind to the point when things were looking peachy. But the save point, the rewind feature only works if you actually have the SNES Classic Edition, so whatever. This is true. There's also suspend points where you can play a game, suspend the game you're playing, choose a different game, suspend that game, and then if you want to go back to the first game, you pick up right where you left off, which is cool. And then there's selectable borders that will frame because, as you know, all of these are in 4 by 3 from the old... You know, TV days, there's no 16 by 9. So they'll give you little borders that you can choose from. So I would like to suspend this game of bad pre order practices. Because <laughs> what I would like to no, suspend. It's bad. Listen, we're all in agreement. Nintendo is fucking this up. They could be doing better. Hey. Like, you know, even just say, like, hey, guys, like, they, they're so aware of the snafu that's happening. Just, like, put out a tweet and say, we understand and we will fix this. There will be buttloads of more units coming soon. Don't sweat it. Or just give us like a date. That. Just give us yeah. a date. Or a I don't just give us a date. Be like, hey, pre-orders are going to open exactly. on this day. Here, you can go do it. Yeah. Don't. The boat that's why it's that. shady. Nobody, that's why it, I love you, Nintendo, but it's shady. Nobody likes <laughs> nobody likes a surprise here. At when two it comes in the morning. <laughs> so nobody likes the no two in the morning <laughs> pre-order surprise. Nobody likes the, the pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. The pre-order oh my surprise. Gosh. Oh my now God. Andrew's going to kill me as soon as this segment. It's been too long. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging with us. Whenever there's a big conference at Gamescom, we have a little bit of extra news and we appreciate your patience. When we come back at the next segment, we will be talking about what we've been playing. So stay with us. We will be right back. 
This episode of the What's Good Games podcast is brought to you by TakeThis.org. Hey, listen! Everyone struggles to feel good sometimes. Feeling depressed after a breakup or anxious about a job interview is part of life. And for some people, those feelings never really go away or they get worse over time. If that sounds like you or someone you know, you're not alone. And there's help at TakeThis.org. Our friends at Take This have collected advice and articles from mental health workers and other people who've been there. From advice on how to find a therapist to when to know it's time to get help. TakeThis.org is a treasure trove of information about your brain and what to do when it hurts. Take This has been working to bring the mental health care community and the video game community together since 2012. If you or someone you love could use some perspective, visit them at TakeThis.org. And if you have the resources to donate or volunteer, TakeThis.org is where you do that too. It's dangerous to go alone. Take This. Welcome back, everybody. This is segment two of What's Good Games, and we are talking about what we've been playing. That's right, our hands-on impressions, and I gotta be honest, I haven't played anything new, um, but, 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 but you but. played something with I a played good some button stuff. it. We'll we'll talk about it. And, wait, we what? Alexa, are you grabbing somebody? You said butts. I did. We, we've been making these butt grabbing butt motions. We've been okay. doing this for like the past thirty um, yeah. seconds. Britt, I see here on our show notes that you have been playing Corpse Party. Oh my god! I'm Britt, so happy, Alexa. Let's you know, talk about it. So okay, let me before you go into your hands on. My first experience with a Corpse Party game was when I was working for GameStop <laughs> and I had to read uh, a piece. I had to write a little piece and and read it about this new Corpse Party game. And I was like, Corpse Party 3DS. I was like, what is this game? I don't know what this game is. So I'm like looking it up and I'm like, oh shit, what is this creepy game? What the fuck is... Wait, what? Japan! What's happening in this game? This is... We should not be talking about this in front of children. This is bad. (laughs) So I... Welcome. Knew absolutely nothing about Corpse Party. I can't When... So here's... Life is very busy right now. I love it. It's extremely busy. If I'm going to play any video games, it's going to be on a mobile device. So I have my trusty Zelda 3DS, and I was scrolling through Nintendo's eShop library, and I was like, this looks interesting. It looks kind of creepy. I'm a fan of reading Reddit No Sleep Before I Go to Bed. I like being spooked. So I thought, hey, this looks like right up my alley. Uh, It's probably one of the weirdest video games I've ever played. I'm not quite sure how to describe it. Which one is it? I don't know. It just said Corpse Party, and I downloaded it. Corpse Party is a game. But how how would you describe it? So you thank you, Alexa. So the whole course party, we're not sure. It is a survival horror adventure. It's a visual novel. Dojin soft video game. Dojin, yeah, it's a visual series novel. originally created by Makoto Kedoin. Maybe it is very team Griscris. That's a few. It is a so it is a the course party is. The Corpse Party, it's a series of visual novels with some light adventuring, like Dungeoneering adventuring in between uh, segments. And it is typically about young people getting, uh, and ghosts, and people getting knocked off in really I hope weird, you say sexual, up. bloody ways, depending yeah. on the story. My my The thing that stands out the most about Corpse Party is I played the first one, so... They're being, they're obviously, they're made in Japan and they've been localized for America. And the first one came out a little bit after it came out in Japan. I just remember uh, two characters having a conversation where one, where the plot of the mission was, 
oh, can you go into my locker and get my butt chafing cream? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, then she's what? like, you got to butter your pooper because, no, 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 it, no, because it feels no. better. Yeah, no, that's all. I, that's the thing. No, this is a true thing that happened. So this takes place in the very first chapter. There are five chapters in this game. I want to say there's five. And then there's a section for extras. Um, so rewinding just a bit, you are, it's a party of nine, including one teacher, high school students. Mm-hmm. And you are in your homeroom and it's after hours and you are part of the culture club, I think is what it's called or something. And you are performing <laughs> seances, seances and you're trying so to letting like, go. Some, yeah. And you say like a ritual because one of your good friends is leaving transferring to a new school so you're like hey let's all take this paper doll and tear off a piece of this doll and do something with it and then we'll all have a piece of this doll and we'll all be connected anyway shit goes down and all these kids (laughs) don't (laughs) do it shit goes goes down is like a really light way of saying it and these shit goes down these nine people are transported to an alternate reality uh an alternate dimension and to, to a school that existed 30 years prior mm-hmm. that is shaped and formed by the twisted thoughts and agony of dead middle school students yep. or elementary school students. Yep. Wait, like they died when they were in middle school? In elementary yep. school. They died, they died, they died. in elementary school. Elementary and school they were brutally murdered. And yep. so now they've concocted this wood. Heavenly Hills or something. It's called really elementary weird. school. It's crazy. Wait, so elementary school aged Ghosts. children were brutally murdered. Ghosts. Brutally Do we murdered. know how they were murdered? By ghosts. One of them, one of their heads is missing. Ghosts. Um, okay. One of them well, is missing an eye. Bad, so. Severed head. There's a little stump there. One of the eyeballs is missing. And then they're, what they would do is that the children would be killed by removal of the tongue. And then they would like suffocate to death uh, on what? blood or choke Gross. to death on blood. It's bad. They drown. In, and so yeah. now, remember, I knew nothing about this game going into it, but I can't put it down. And so how it works is that, you, so I'm in chapter, I just started chapter three. And so in chapter one, you're playing as a girl and her friend, and you're trying to find everyone. And you go around, and there are many different ways to die. So it's kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say life is Like strange. The Sims, where you can kill them in multiple kind of, but ways. But it, like, it's a visual novel. <laughs> so if you're playing, and there's save points, and if you die, and you die incorrectly in a way that won't progress the story forward, you'll get an end screen that says wrong end. It's you like can, a snuff game. You can die incorrectly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's yeah. wrong ways to die, which means the game will end incorrectly. And in order to proceed the game forward, you have to make the right decisions. And the game's very open with how many ways you can die incorrectly. So in the yep. first chapter, there's four ways you can croak and one way you can do it correctly. I think that's what it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. very weird, very interesting. Uh very it's all all the, the language is in Japanese. And so it's very like kind of so there's You're are you reading are you Japanese? reading subtitles and getting Japanese dialogue? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And it's great actually. I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. It's weird and it's creepy. And one of my friends just got turned into a bunch of like gore and it's sad, but it's very interesting. Did you ever play Fatal Frame? No, because it was too too scary for me back in the day. But Wait, is there such a thing as too scary for the blonde nerd? Well, I didn't drink whiskey back then. So you uh. might want to. I'd be curious when you are <laughs> when you are done with Corpse Party, boot up your Wii U and download the Fatal Frame for Wii U. I'd love to. Um, Corpse Party is very much like Fatal Frame in that it's like kind of like smutty and snuffy and really just like creepy and very strange and weird and nothing really. So makes it's like B horror films, but yeah. with elementary school kind students of. in TV and- form. I if love, you've watched, if you watch Japanese horror, I was films, just gonna say I love Japanese horror, like The Ring, The Grudge. There's yeah. one called like The Eye, and I love the like audition. the black stringy hair and the gross. Like it, it's, I love it. So this game very much ties in with that. So it's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Very okay. strange, but that is what I have. Okay. Um, 
I've been playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. I should have been playing Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Zelda's kind of like But by the time we got our codes and we had to tape the podcast, we just didn't get enough time with it. So a lot of you are probably wondering, why aren't they talking about Uncharted The Lost Um, Legacy? I'm going to talk about it. Yes, Simon's going to talk about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about it because I played a little bit. Spoiler free, of course. Yes. But so... I traveled. I went back home to Fargo, as we talked about on the podcast Where'd last week. Fargo. Yes. <laughs> did you I have bagel, bagel bites? bites y- did you, you know, have? I was going to bring some bagel bites back for everybody to try. And then I forgot, you know, you're darn tootin'. It's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do people, love that. Do people um, really say darn tootin'? Just real quick. No, nobody okay. says okay. that. I love Fargo. <laughs> I love Fargo, That's Andrea. the thing that cinema made. Right. Um, okay. Um, so I played Zelda. And... I'm now to a point where I'm actually lured back to the game. And there was a long period of time where I just was not interested in continuing to play Zelda because there was other things that were more intriguing. But now I think I'm powerful enough where I don't get, I don't feel like I'm eating potions and shit every like two minutes to be like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I need more hearts. I need more hearts. Um, And I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it still. I am enjoying the exploration. So I was talking to Bert and I said, oh, I'm, I finally got to the shrouded ruins, which is like, you know, mm. like a big thing. Every Zelda game has one, right? Like the ruins in the darkness. Is oh, that- well, I mean, there's always something similar to that. I don't know if it's all called the shrouded ruins. Yeah. 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 Um, but basically like a area where you go in and it's like dark and you can't see anything. Yeah. And so I found this like little island place. I mean, I first I got into the lost forest and then I was like, did you make it to the Korok forest? No. So I got oh. to the Lost Forest and I started following the the fire thing uh-huh. like you're supposed to. And then I got to a point where I couldn't see any more fire things and I kept picking different directions to wander off into and they kept putting me back. You have to hold a torch. Bring a torch. No, I had a torch. What? Oh, what? Yeah. I had a torch and then I would wander around with my torch and then would keep teleporting me back. You're not following the right direction. Well, you have then. to follow the, like if you hold your, to- if you stand still and hold it, the wind will blow your fire in one direction. Go in that direction. Oh, not the opposite direction. Yeah, go in direction. the direction go that the, in the wind direction is the fire blows. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that I know this, I will go back and check it out. But I got frustrated and was like, "Fuck this stupid forest!" <laughs> and I left. <laughs> Those Koroks, man, really know how to make a home security system. They kept. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. <laughs> Considering like nine hundred of them, like are Fuck. just like. <laughs> fucking got lost all over the world they really know how to protect the homeland <laughs> okay what i didn't realize that that was like the korok homeland <laughs> you get in there and it's like rainbows and sunshine and giant broccoli man is there if i ever oh, get I like giant broccoli i love his little dance giant broccoli man is there hanging out with you and you can climb the tree and go into the tree and okay people, people give I you saw things that there was a big tree in the middle but i can't figure out how it's to get tests. there so i'll go back but it's anyway tests. my journey around there because there's like nothing <laughs> around there by the way like you like what you run around and there's like shit to see yeah. yeah there's nothing to get i was like this is why i hate zelda i'm running around here doing shit nothing and there's not even grass to cut what the fuck the loss so, was not you don't hate zelda. i don't hate it you're right i just am like why am i doing this and then i yeah, keep I playing it i'm like what's what what is it That's the what grasp. is this crack that That's i'm smoking grasp. um um, so I get I get to the shrouded ruin and it's dark and like thank God I have two torches in my inventory. Nice. I have spent all my Koroxes expanding my weapon slots. Um, so I get there and um, 
I walk around the whole shroud of runes probably once before I realize you can like light the fucking torches inside. <laughs> and I, I finally oh. light one. And I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, baby girl. I felt, I felt so stupid. But this is one of the things that people love about Zelda, right? They're right. like, oh, yeah, you discover all this on your own. And I was like, but they should have told me. And they're like, that's not the point of the game. You're supposed well, to figure yeah, it, it out. Yeah, I mean, lighting torches has been in all of the Zelda games. So, you know, it's just interesting. I'm laughing at you, but it's, it's cute. Well, I didn't realize right. the little yeah, yeah, owl yeah, guys right. on the ground with the beaks or whatever were supposed to be the things that I was yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. But I figured it out eventually. You did. But I will say that was the first time I actually, like, fought a Hinnok. Uh, the, the uh, big guy with the yeah. eye, the single eye. Uh, so I've seen a bunch of them sleeping like around the world, but I'd never like fought one. And so there, you get to a point where you like you have a confrontation with one in the dark. Um, and then there's like a couple, you know, torches that are lit or whatever. But I, I fought him in the dark and I defeated him, and I, I felt so proud of myself. I was like, you should this be. is the best. And I, that was the one I was like, okay, I kind of get why people really love Zelda. Okay. See, and this is this is one complaint I have about Breath of the Wild is you I don't only have one. <laughs> well, I have a few, but the, the main one I have is that the, it doesn't the dungeons. The, there's no temples. There's the shrines. I get it, but all the other Zelda games have these really fun, intricate puzzle-driven dungeons and temples where you have those dark rooms and you have the enemies you need to fight in the darkness. And that's when I feel like Zelda's at its peak. In Breath of the Wild, you have the shrines, which are maybe two to three max rooms where you have to figure out puzzles great um but if i could add one thing to breath of the wild it would be intricate dungeons because the you didn't think that the divine beasts were intricate dungeons no no i'm not impressed by them at all honestly no that's fair yeah um i would love because you haven't played ocarina of time right girl no i've played like three hours okay so no so right so if you've played those games even like freaking a link to the past had mm-hmm. fun little dungeons and areas and i mean i played a link between worlds and there were plenty of dungeons in that game okay so maybe like a more 3d-esque like ocarina of time even majora's mask twilight princess skywards those have like the dungeons and that's the one thing that this game is missing that would make it perfect because i think that's when it shines and if you enjoyed like this little thing you experienced with the hinox in the dark room and the torches mm-hmm. i wish there was more of that that i think would draw you in more than it has i will say go ahead alexa no i was gonna go on Brittany's point about how like the divine beasts don't reach that same level of intricate i feel like the divine beast dungeons cop out on being intricate by making them rotate by giving all of them some sort of movement mechanic where Mm -hmm. it turns and everything gets turned around and by doing that that's how it is made complicated. But we were here a couple of weeks ago, and was it Mary Kish who was saying that she yeah. beat the bird without having to turn it at all? Right. So, like, that that moving mechanic is just made to add what feels like difficulty, but not actually making it too difficult. Like, if you right. go back and play a dungeon in Ocarina of Time, a dungeon in, like, um, I'm thinking of a couple in Majora's Mask that were, like, super duper intricate. Yeah, um, and we don't have to go on this too much longer. Right. But, like, the thing is, you'd walk into this dungeon, and there's dozens of rooms and you have free roam and it's kind of like it's kind of like metrovania in this sense yeah. you're like okay you just go you just go and you figure it out and each room has its own puzzle there are locked rooms you have to figure it and that's one of the best parts of zelda in this game definitely lacks in that the shrines are fun but it's not like this big ultimate like collective piece the, the shrines size. are overwhelmingly easy so far from right what i've experienced but i'm also at a point that i have no stake in figuring it out for myself the moment i get stumped i immediately go to the internet yeah yeah that's fair. i'm just like all right, how do I go through this room? Blah blah blah. blah and I because they're it just out. so like they're just yeah. small and 
bite-sized. They're like the freaking mini muffins of Zelda dungeons. Mm, <laughs> Why have some mini muffins when you can go eat a whole muffin? Like, um, actually, I think I'd prefer mini muffins. In that really? Scenario. Well, I mean, I feel like we could have like as we should have a Zelda episode when I'm done. We can talk about things we're not proud of. But anyway, right, Andrea, yeah. I want to continue to hear your thoughts on Breath of the Wild. Um, I realized that there's not enough checkpoints around the world as far as fast travel points and that makes me frustrated yeah, yeah. i felt so that's too. a problem i i have i finally have boarded two horses now but like you said Britt, like using your horses throughout the world you miss a lot of like the side content but like there's just giant swaths of land where there is nothing to see and that to me is like this is one of my f- criticisms of of breath of the wild early on that I'm going to reiterate now that I've played more hours of the game is that what's the point of having the magic being able to climb every mountain? Yes. I said a sound of music reference Um, (laughs) to be able to go wherever you could look somewhere in the distance and be able to walk there or run there or swim there, whatever and get there. But if there's nothing fucking there, then what's the point? Are well, you sure usually there's you, nothing there? Usually there's like a Korok there because there's 900 yeah. fucking Koroks. Yeah, but you don't need 900 Koroks to beat the game. No, you don't. But they're but still they there. Put yeah, them but in they're, there. Just a, that they're just a stop they're them. just a bullshit collectible item that I criticized a bunch of other open world games Ubisoft about, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, that's just the thing. Like, what if I'm going to run all the way over there just to get, like, some random collectible, like, that to me is not a big enough draw. And so th- I'm a little frustrated right now that I'm at a point in the game where I ran up into, I'm going up into the northeast, excuse me, the northwest section of the map. And I've run a really far away. And, like, I don't, I can't see a village. Like, there are no shrines within view even my little like radar thing is like nope there's nothing up here and i i'm like okay well i can see a tower in the distance but it's up this snowy mountain path that i know i'm going to need a bunch of fucking potions and shit to get up to otherwise i'm going to freeze to death and i'm like okay well i have to go back to a village then to make sure that i can cook everything that i need to cook and whatever you didn't but get, i'm so you didn't far get, like, away armor? well i have one i have the doublet but i don't have the full armor set i like, gotta the, go get that that warm shit i know but i don't have enough rupees to buy everything that i need to buy and so like my frustration is is that i can see where i need to go and i'm willing to go there on foot and do the exploration but they're they've gated it now where they're like you can't go here because you're going to be too cold and you don't have the armor you don't have enough money and i'm like so is it the rpg mechanic working against me but then when i go back to the areas where i can actually do stuff then there's nothing left for me there to get and i'm trying to find the middle ground and the game just doesn't lead you they give you these bullshit no. little side tasks mm-hmm. to do and the reward for these side tasks zip side tasks is nothing yeah. and i'm like why am i doing this why am i fucking banging my head against the wall <laughs> running out to get somebody something that's not going to give me a reward that's worthwhile you no. have to defeat ganon andrea <laughs> so <laughs> no this is-, is finding a horse on top of a hill that's one of the th- side quests that i remember they're like go to this thing and find a white horse and i was it's after I'd done a few side quests, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm not going to get anything for this, am I? Look, Hyrule has been it. in deep shit for like a hundred years. Get your shit together, get Hyrule. Shit now together. that you're back, you all the what? horses need to be found. You can get your own all horse. the mountains need to be climbed. I'm no. going to defeat Ganon. And all, all the clothes need to be do. bought. And who are these <laughs> random ninjas that are like, hi, are you lost? I'm going here. Oh, wait, you're Link. You must die. Oh my god, I hate oh, those ninjas. No, this is I it. hate those ninjas. Did you beat the main yeah. quest with the ninjas yet? I don't even know. Because if you beat the main yet. quest, more ninjas appear. 
what? <laughs> Congratulations. Even more ninjas are yeah, here. Yeah, more. No, this is, it's a totally fair criticism. No, and is, I think um, this is one of the reasons why, I mean, what this game came out with the Switch, so that was in February. So we're looking March. like, was it March? Okay, so we're looking at five months now. Think. And I have not finished this game. And that is like unheard of for me in a Zelda game. But I, I, I'm like you, Andrea. I have to be drawn to it. And there's nothing really propelling me or, or compelling me to play this game and finish the story. It's more like, hey, you know, I, I honestly, Jason, my fiance and I, we play it together. But we only play it when we're like in podunk towns, when we were watching the eclipse, we brought it because it just feels warm and cozy to play a Zelda game when we're away. But when we're home, we're like, hey, let's play XYZ or, you know, something different that's more exciting and enticing. Right. It, it's yeah. definitely, I think Nintendo made really great strides with this game, but I feel like there are lots of things that need to be fixed. I, yep. I wish I could tell you that the main story is like totally worth pushing through, but as someone who just recently finally beat the main story Even right now is shaking her head and fought ganon and beat ganon and did the thing fucking lame man like the ending of that story compared to other zelda games i'm is going to so rewind this episode and bring this back up to you at the end of the year when we're talking about game of the year discussions just to remind everybody about this conversation that happened right and now. i tell you it's final fantasy 15 pocket edition okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to put a pin in Zelda. Pin. Steimer. Yeah, hi. So I've played a smidgen of Uncharted Lost Legacy, but you've played more. Let's yes. talk about it. So we've been waiting for this. Naughty Dog has been teasing this. Um, it is... They've called it a standalone game, but this is definitely a DLC expansion. So yeah. tell me about your experience. So if you've been living under a rock... Um, many rocks many, many rocks, rocks. Yes. a korok last legacy follows there's a, there's a rupee there. yeah there's a rupee it's a 50 50 dollar rupee um <laughs> stop making the rupee noise uh chloe from uncharted 2 one of the buddies um this is now like one her, of the buddies one of the buddies that's what they call them they're buddies and there are baddies unbuddied buddies and baddies um and then nadine who was actually one of the baddies in uncharted 4 they are together in this game two women leads not Yay. one. Not one. Two. But two. But and two. two women of color at, at that. Yeah. Um, so, so far I'm really enjoying it because Chloe does have a lot of similar personality traits to Nathan Drake. She's sarcastic. Um, I like Chloe a lot. Competent. Too. I'm going to use that word again. There's no... <laughs> do you, you mean? Uh, she doesn't screw up and you'll know many times uh, over oh my god my she favorite does say no 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 way too much though really does yes she? Um, i haven't noticed that and i've um, played for all four i do hours. is no, notice no, no, it no, every time no, no, she no. does it and i'm like that's nathan drake's thing step off i haven't noticed no, but no, no, I'm, okay she has um <laughs> maybe it's later in the game that it happens more but maybe um, oh my god it's like a supercut <laughs> just no 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 i do my favorite thing not, not my favorite thing but it is rather amusing when you fall and die and then you hear like the other characters and how they react exactly accent always being like Fraser, no yeah you're, like, you're like the screen goes sorry, black and white i'm i'm dead I, I missed the jump i'm real sorry because she never really calls her chloe every once in a while she does but so i've heard the game is beautiful the game is obviously beautiful the naughty dog is gorgeous, well yes. known for crafting stunning worlds um and not only that they did something a little bit more interesting with it than they've done when past uncharted games uncharted games are typically rather linear which totally fine we're not not that is not a knock but it is just a fact um and 
this one, it's more open. So you have a map and you literally draw things as you find them. So, like, you'll come up... They have collectibles in this, too, because every open-world map apparently needs collectibles. Steal all the stuff. Um, and as you find... You just, like, notice it's... You can miss them. You can miss all of them. You can just ri- drive right by them. But if you get out and look, she'll, like, make a little note on her map. And then mm-hmm. once you get it, it, like, crosses it out. Um, but then there's obviously, like, a few main places you need to go. And what I found interesting was that they... this was, I only learned this through, like, a dev diary thing that they, they uh, released... But because you can choose, there's no order. You can choose to go to any of the three places at any time. They had to record different dialogue at each of the places because they can mm. be at a different point in their relationship, mm. depending on where you go and when. Uh, so I thought that that was really interesting. And so far, I've just been enjoying their sort of like Nadine is the straight man and Chloe is the sarcastic a-hole dynamic. I think it works really well. And I'm they're just now sort of getting to the point where they're starting to and re- reveal more things about themselves. So I'm like, okay, I want to go home and play more, but I can't for a little while. <laughs> yeah. So my experience so far has been, it very much feels like uncharted from the shooting to the collecting, the driving, the climbing, all <laughs> everything you know about uncharted. This is, this is definitely uncharted, you know, uncharted for like, Yes. 1.25 or whatever. 1.5 um, HD remix. The problem I have, and I'm disappointed to say this, is that Nadine and Chloe are badasses. When they're in combat, it's great. But man, it has no charm. Their really? Per- their personalities together are nothing on Nate and Sully together. You're not into like two hardened bitches running around together? I mean, I think the, it's going to be... That's a difficult comparison to make because you're comparing characters that have had multiple games to have this bond over where with two characters that have never even been in the same game before. No, that's not a... I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but my perspective is, hey, this is their one shot. There isn't going to be like an Uncharted 5 with Chloe and Nadine, right? Sure. So like, yeah. And Nadine was set up as a villain in Uncharted 4 and they're bringing her back now and you can't just instantly turn around and be like okay Nadine is like the good girl now and like the problem is is she's inherently a really rough around the edges character she's gristly she's tough she you know doesn't smile she will punch you in the face as quick as you know like steal from you but like that's who she is but what that means is that she doesn't have funny one-liners she's not charming she's not relatable she's most certainly not likable it doesn't Mm. mean that she's not a good character it just means she's not a character i want to be my number two and chloe as the lead because you only play as chloe in the game is is great in those same ways that she's she's strong, she's intelligent, she is clearly running the show here. She has equal skill to Drake as far as, you know, treasure hunting. But she also just isn't quite as likable because she's a little bit more wry. She her the personality that she has is not the same kind of whimsical aloofness that Drake has. Hmm. And like, I get that that's why they maybe chose her because she is different. She's a little bit more hardened and she's, she's in a situation where Nathan Drake may not have swiped something or stolen something and been like, Oh, it's not like the right thing to do. Chloe doesn't, doesn't think twice about it. She does it instantly. Hmm. And I think that is indicative of like, 
at the at his core, Nathan Drake has like this heart of gold, even though he really does like murder people over several different series of the of of the franchise or several games in the franchise, and he will like do like the wrong thing, but like you still like him because he's got this like boyish charm. And the reason I bring this up is because it's frustrating to see a game that has two incredible female leads and they both made them bitches. And that Mm. sucks Mm. because Mm. women so rarely get strong female lead characters and Naughty Dog took these two characters, made them strong, but made them so hard that they're not likable. And this is like the quintessential female problem is that women need to be likable in order to be favorable characters. And I think it's something worth discussing because like, I'm saying I don't like them for these reasons. And I hate that I have to say that because I hate that, like, being likable is something that women have to be. And like, I I'm like in this Chloe. conundrum of a situation and, like, it sucks. I'm I'm confused hmm. on your not like... I don't know. To me, I don't see Chloe as too hard. But maybe... Is it because you use so salty, Stein? No, I think... I mean, I think I relate a lot to Chloe. I think my okay, personality sure. is similar to Chloe. So... Okay. I, you think I'm a bitch? No, Simon, <laughs> I love you. You're the you're the best. What does this have to be about? You? No, I'm just kidding. But- do, you, do you think like it's a, it's a matter because I feel like Sully and Drake bring out the best in each other. Yes, and do you feel like it's just a bad pairing of characters? I do. I think that when you look at their relationship. It's clear, at least from the beginning dialogue, and obviously, like, it's a very narrative and story-driven game, so we don't want to, like, give away things that come up. But, like, in the beginning of the dialogue, it feels like Nadine is only paired up with Chloe for profit, right? Whereas when you get with, when you see Sully and Nathan Drake together, like, clearly, like, Sully wants to get his share. Yeah. But you can tell that he has a deep set of, you know, feelings, not romantic, for, for, for Drake. I don't yeah, know, man. Like, cares. He's like, they they have a connection, they have a relationship, and like at the end of the day, Sully will sacrifice the treasure to save Nathan Drake. I like, here's, the, here's my counterpoint to everything you're saying. I like that this dynamic is different. I like that it's not necessarily two friends, it is two people who are relatively strangers getting together, having an adventure. I don't know how it ends, so I can't really comment on that. I'm hoping it sees them have a bit more of a bond. I don't need them to be best friends after this. You know, like that, that seems They're not like going to go get Manny petties. Yeah. They don't need to go get Manny petties. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. But when you're talking about Nadine, her character is for profit. You were saying she's a villain and uncharted force. To me, she's not a villain. She's a baddie for hire, but she wasn't, evil in anything that she, she was did. a mercenary army leader who yes. murdered hundreds of people you're nathan drake you murder hundreds of people like yeah, how like yeah, who cares so I mean, and yeah, she course. was all, and at this the very true. end sorry a slight spoilers for uncharted 4 she fucking bounces as soon as like she realizes she's on the losing side she's Bye like forever. i have no real dog in this fight i'm gonna leave because i value myself and my money over you and your stupid your whatever boy fight. Your stupid, boy fight exactly your stupid boy fight i don't care about your boy fight i'm gonna leave Good for you is what I say. Um, so, I mean, I get what you're saying. No, th- I, and I agree with you 100%. They are not as charming as Nate and Sully, but I like that it's different and I don't mind that yet. Now, I, again, I'm only like a few, you know, like three, four hours into this. So if it's, if it doesn't have growth that I'm looking for, I could see myself being a little bit disappointed. 
if it kind of mm. like stays flat the way that it's been going. If um, it's still flat four hours in, though, I feel like within the first hour of it. No, it's, the very- it's had a ramp up. I'm just saying like if it kind of like peters and does this. Sorry, if, if you're listening, no, you not- know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> if it has like this like gradual She's up. moving her hand and then upward in like a, a, like a, like a That a will be bad. Motion. If it keeps going steadily up, I will be happy. So I'll okay. have to report back later. Interesting. Okay. I've yet to dive in, so yeah, I'm doing that. This, this was oh, like a- another thing we have to say. PlayStation sent me Brittany and Alexa codes. codes Thank happened. you. Yes, I did not receive a copy, so um, but I'm playing a copy. So, <coughs> excuse me. I want to make sure people know, like the game itself is about as probably like a six to eight hour experience, depending on how much exploration you do. Really, in the open world sections, I've spent. What's like I said, three to four, and I've I've done two of the main three pillars that I was shown at the beginning. I imagine there'll be more after, but I have no idea. Um, and then I've been driving around looking for tokens at this point. <laughs> you could spend a lot of time looking for collectibles, but if you only spend a little bit of time and then you you know are following the story, it's yeah, about six to eight hours. Mm. Hmm. But here's the here's actually another positive I'll say Why? to it, okay. and that is. It is much better edited than Uncharted 4. Oh, yeah. No, like, listen, my, my criticisms no, no, I, of I'm the not, story yeah. aside, like, the game looks beautiful. It plays exactly like Uncharted. Like I said at the beginning, it has the shooting mechanics, the climbing, the puzzles, some, all, all the things. That, I mean, the puzzles weren't as intricate as they probably could have been. But, like, everything that you played in an Uncharted game, you're going to get in Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah, I haven't had a, I haven't had a puzzle yet, actually, now that you say that, that has stumped me whatsoever remotely even slightly that's what i'm saying (laughs) like i'm not saying this is bad i'm not like no don't get this thing i'm just saying i want people to go into it with their expectations set in a specific way like this is like the idea that naughty dog kept touting this as a standalone game to me feels false it feels very much like a piece of dlc and an expansion and i wish they would have just called it that instead of saying when you buy uncharted the lost legacy you're getting a full standalone uncharted game that to me feels false Mm. That's fair. Um, because Uncharted... Uh, makes, bleh, wow. Because Uncharted games typically are much longer than that. They're like double that size. Usually. Really? Um, are they really that long? They're long. Like yeah. 15 to 18 hours? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I played every single one of them, but the time flies then. Yeah. I'm just not aware of no. that. Interesting. This is really interesting for me to hear. I'm very, very excited to dive in because like I just said, I've played all the Uncharted games. I think it's interesting though, Steimer, that you know, you're like, if it hasn't ramped up, but it sounds like you're kind of nearing completion... I don't know if I am. Well, but you're four possibly. hours into it. Well, I've, again, I've been looking around at stuff. Well, the, the point I'm getting what at... What chapter are you on? Just chapter number. Three or four. Oh. Then you are still... You still have a ways to go. You have been spending uh, or, a lot of time running around then. Yeah. I'm okay. not a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the whole thing I'm getting at is, like, I feel like within the first hour of playing, like, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, it's like, you... This chemistry between... Sully and and Drake is just su- super like electric, and you're like, yes. okay, like I love these characters, and I love the way they bounce off each other. If it was stagnant, I thought you were four hours in, which would mean you were very close, kind of close to near completion. I was going to be worried, but if you're early on, they're it's and, probably and, like mid game. Uh, to be cl- whoa, bless you. To be no, clear, snuck up on me. <laughs> to be clear, they at the beginning they start with, as Andrea was saying, very little chemistry. I've found them growing, like as they sort of they have conversations and they kind of reveal things to each other. Um, all I'm saying is I ca- I hope it continues on this path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, that's all like, so I, 
I do understand what Andrea is saying. I just, for me, I'm kind of giving it, I guess, I don't know, an easier pass. Like, because I know these aren't the same characters. I'm not expecting them to have the same sort of charm. Okay. Um, together because I don't think you, I think it's really hard. Like, that's a, that's a magical element to have two <laughs> characters and but, two voice uh, actors. The reason together. I brought it up is because Naughty Dog's strength isn't their gameplay, right? No one plays a Naughty Dog game because the shooting mechanics are excellent or because they have the best puzzle-solving dungeon. (laughs) You play a Naughty Dog game because the graphics are beautiful and the story is incredible. Yeah. And then the other stuff just facilitates you getting through through that. And that, to me, was what was just a little disappointing. No, I'll I'll be curious to see, because none of you have finished it yet, I'll be curious (laughs) to see how their story wraps up. Yeah, I I am too. Yeah. That's my weekend plan. I'm going to dig into that. Mm-hmm. Hells okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Ladies, we're going to wrap this segment. Unless you have something to talk about. Oh, right? I played nothing this weekend. I saw Rookie Ralph for the first time. It was very sad. That's what I did this weekend. Oh. Well, you talked about Corpse Party with me. And I, I did talk you. about Corpse Party with you. No, Perfect. I started a new job last week and I've been underwater. Yay. Yay. Around Not the, the underwater part. but the- Not the underwater <laughs> part. Not like the fun little mermaid underwater part. Like the, oh, shit. Everything is on fire. Well, it's under Pax. the water. We got Pax the right woman for the and job. And Pax is coming. Pax oh, is speaking fun. of which, we have a big Pax announcement. Surprise! We're going to talk about at the top of the next segment. So, oh, stick surprise with us. a bit. <laughs> stick Don't with like us. Surprise! We have it coming. We'll be right back. Never see it coming. This episode of the What's Good Games podcast is brought to you by Nick Chester. So Nick Chester has requested a very special shout-out and announcement. The Chester Requester? The Chester oh. Requester. Oh. What are some good Chesters that you know, ladies? Well, there's Nick Chester, obviously. Obvious. Yes. obvious. Chester Cheetah. The one and only Chester Cheetah. Who is a cheetah? But Cheetos don't taste like Chesters. Nor are they made from Cheetos. What if you ate a so cheetah and it tasted like that? That would be the worst. But you guys know what the best Chester is. What is what? the best Chester? Tell us. Debbie Chester. Debbie oh, Chester. Yeah. We want to give a big thank you and shout out to the one and only Debbie Chester. The bester Chester. Mother of three. Gamer extraordinaire. Beautiful person inside and out. Very pretty. This is your special dedication for being an incredible role model for your kids a dear, dear friend, and all around a badass bitch. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I just melted into a puddle of goo. That was amazing. I know. She is the best, though. She's great. Just saying. She's the best. We love you, Dan Chester. Everybody, so before we get into our off-topic, we have an incredible PAX announcement. We are super excited to announce that we are partnering with Square Enix and Deck Nine Games to present the Life is Strange Before the Storm Relax at PAX with What's Good Games Party! Woo! Uh, and we're so, all going to be there! Yeah, it's going to be amazing. If you're going to be at PAX West, please join us on Friday night, September 1st, from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific at the Unicorn Bar in Seattle. <gasps> 
We will be having drink tickets. There's food. There's a photo booth. Ooh. We're going to be there taking your questions, taking photos, having a good time, and talking about Life is Strange. So members of the dev team will be on hand. Lead writer um, Zach Harris will be there, which is excellent. And um, all around, it's going to be a fun time. So a big shout out to uh, the sponsor of our event, Square Enix, for putting together this party with us. We're super pumped for it. And we will have some exclusive What's Good Games gear. Is it what I think it is? Snapbacks. Snapbacks are dope, yo! We're going to be giving away a few of the snapbacks at the show. We also want to give a big shout out to our friends at Astro for donating some amazing Astro Gaming gear that we will also be giving away, including a backpack and headset and some cool stuff. So um, if you guys, again, are going to be at PAX, please make sure to put that on your calendar. We're going to have a Facebook invite up on our page. If you guys haven't been there, that's facebook.com slash what's good games. You can find all of the details there. We're super pumped about it. So um, when we get back from PAX, we'll have more news. But... For now, on this last segment of the show, we got another email. and Another email. This is from Mr. Howell. Hello. And they ask, would you still be fans of games even if you were not good at them? <laughs> I am so bad at so very many So this is an interesting question. And we were talking about should we should we do another question um, for this week? And we we're like, yeah, this is an interesting one. So Alexa, you like responded to this immediately. Oh yeah, I'm bad at very many fine video games. <laughs> um, I am bad at literally every game that you could ever play with someone online, which are mostly shooters. I am terrible at. I am terrible at Rocket League, which all my friends like playing together. I'm terrible at anything with a gun in it. Um, I can't. As you all saw when we streamed episode prompto, I'm bad with guns. Um, you, were, you did fine. I did. I'm I'm bad at sports. I'm bad at like mobas. Like even some like just general like games that include combat. Sometimes I just gotta cheese my way around some shit. I'm not great at all the video games, and I'm very bad at very many of them. I think, but I like to play them because I'm not it's great fine. at all the video games. Right, and Dad, this is Alexa Ray Korea. <laughs> This is actually I keep coming back. This is a very important thing I think to be transparent about because I think there's this thought out there that in order for you to play video games you have to be good. It's yeah. shameful to play on easy mode. And I actually struggled with this a lot when I was first getting my media passes into PAX and E3. I would have anxiety about playing video games in front of people like shooters uh-huh. because I would be worried that I would suck so bad. That I would just like make a total fool of myself. And I am here, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you it is okay to not be the best at video games. You don't play games because you're good at them. You play them because you enjoy the experiences that they deliver and the way they make you feel. Unless you are an esports player and then okay. you better be good and at it. Then you gotta be good. Right, right, right. I can tell you the exact moment in time that I stopped caring about whether or not people thought I was good at video games. Yeah, I don't games. care anymore. I used to, but mm. I was playing, no lie, I was playing Mighty Number no. 9 at an Xbox event with oh, KG no. Inafune sitting that next game to me. That <gasps> And I, pressure. and I was doing so bad. Someone took a photo. A photo exists. Someone took a photo of me playing, playing the game, and I'm all into it. And Inafune-san is on his phone, not even watching me play. <laughs> and I saw that photo, and I was like, you know what? 
Nobody gives a shit how I play these games, whether I'm good at them. Nobody cares. Like, easy mode, dude, don't be ashamed no. to play on easy mode. If you're a person like me who's like, I want to get a feel for it, I want to get it on the ground level and maybe get better or just continue to be bad at it, or you just want to play for the story, there is no shame in playing on easy mode. Absolutely. Absolutely no, no shame. No shame Most at all. Most shooters, no. I will always play on easy because I want to experience a story. Like Call of Duty, for example, I think the cinema experiences they deliver in their single player campaigns yeah. phenomenal really engrossing i love it but i suck at shooters i shoot everything but my enemy i'll shoot the ground <laughs> i will shoot that rock 100 yards to the left of it i will shoot the sky i will shoot a cloud i will sh- shoot a bird flying in the sky i will not shoot my enemy so the only way i can thoroughly <laughs> i gotta see this i, I gotta like see this i will shoot the birds i will shoot the sky i will, I will shoot, shoot clouds, my enemy but i will not shoot right. my enemy i do not like to be frustrated Britain. in video games i do not like a challenge unless i'm playing with friends because then I feel like we can put our brains together and figure things out. Mm-hmm. So I always play on easy if it's something that I know I'm not good at. Like JRPGs, I will play on the hardest difficulty because I know I'm very talented at those and platformers as well. But you know, but other than that, I suck at everything else. I play. I have m- no shame. Most games on normal because I like as at least to start because I like to see what the baseline is. I like to see how what's going on. Like what what a normal like what the average what are, person's yeah. experiencing. I want to see. Yeah. Um, there are obvi- there have been exceptions. The one I can think of that was still insanely difficult was Catherine. Yeah, I, put, I started Ooh, that a, game on easy, and then was still like, case. "This is still really freaking hard." I don't know. That's how I felt about Prey. Oh yeah, the I had to put mode. it on very easy. Prey. It coffee was mode. still really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing like the up- upcoming games like Wolfenstein has that like baby mode. Yep, it's yeah, the best. Daddy, right. can I play? Yeah, Daddy, it's called Daddy, can I play? And I think yeah. every gamer has their OG. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Like, Andrea's really good at shooters. Andrea's really good yeah. at, at every genre. Yeah, yeah I am. She no. that Except more. maybe JRPGs. No, I... No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Good. Like, for me, when I play JRPGs... But JR, I could get good if I actually played them. That's exactly yeah. it. I don't care enough to get good. I care enough... Right? Yeah, yeah get, that's good. Just, <laughs> get good. I enjoy a challenge in my JRPGs, the turn-based strategy. You know, I mm-hmm. love that. But when it comes to shooters and anything else, I'm like, I don't want a challenge. And it just depends. Everyone has their preferences. Yeah, I won't put almost... A, like, I've never put a game on a higher difficulty than normal. Because I don't care. Not I even don't. A Mass Effect or, or Dragon no, Age. I, I don't I care. Final Fantasy 15 on the hardest difficulty. I played Diablo on the hardest. Diablo three, but mm, I was playing Diablo might actually and uh, Diablo. Divinity Original Sin. You never played Halo on the hard difficulty. Oh, that's Why? a shooter. Why? No, I play on baby ass baby mode. <laughs> I play on normal. <laughs> I play Halo mode. on normal because I'm playing with people. But if I'm playing by myself, if it's like if I'm whatever, I'm easy. It, yeah, we could do four player co op Legendary Halo. I would love that. Maybe See, that would be would fun you, to Brittany? Because you would be dead every few minutes. I would, but I don't mind the Both challenge. Of us. Go on without us. I don't we'll mind. Be back here. <laughs> Alexa, I'll be like picking grass. Yeah. Um, no, I don't mind challenges when I'm playing with people because then it's fun. It's a collaborative, like, sorry. Sorry. Right. It's, it's a collaborative thing. And we get a, like, okay, let's think strategy. That's fun. But when I'm by myself, I don't want to think strategy with myself. I'm only in on you don't this strategy yourself. Pizza. No. Wait, I heard pizza. What? Pizza? I'm only agreeing to this if there's pizza. I'm trying to think of a game that I've played where I knew I was. Oh, so okay. I think Destiny is a good example. So like, I do very well in the PVE content in Destiny because most of the enemy archetypes, after you play, you know, for several hundred hours, you just get really good at shooting them. You're and, pretty good at taking down fools. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I can take down the, the Fallen and take in, like, you know, and the Hive and whatever. Like, they're easy to take down. But when you get into Crucible, 
that's when it really, you know, you kind of put your skills to the test. And the guys in my clan wanted to play more Crucible. And so I, I just like was like, either I said no and I didn't get to play with my crew or I said yes and I just suffered through it. So you do it and I wasn't good at it. But I had fun because I was playing with my friends. But over time, I kind of got okay at it. I would never call myself good at Crucible because I never made it to the lighthouse for Trials of Osiris because I just couldn't. I couldn't hang with like the 3v3 PvP mechanic. I just, if you guys have played Destiny and done trials, like good on you. Like it's really hard. So for you ladies who are like, your eyes are like, what, what are you I don't understand about? any of the proper nouns you're saying, so, but I, there's it's a, a good, nice story. I know the there's, crucible. I don't know the trials. There's a, a PvP <laughs> mode essentially called the trials of Osiris. So it's not available all the time. It's only available on the weekends. And it's you like have Salmon to get Run, a special platoon. You have to oh get a special God. token and then you get you put your token in and then you can do the trials and it's you and two other guardians versus three so it's three v three and it's like one shot you're dead. There is revives available, mm. but like it's tough to do. So mm, essentially, like you have to be the people who are still playing trials, well now there's no more trials, they're done now. But like who were playing trials in like year two and like into and beyond were like really good at it. Mm. And I just never did it because I was bad. But the Crucible, I got okay at, you know, so I did play it. And I enjoyed playing it, even if I was at the bottom or even in the middle of the pack, you know, at the end when they put all the scores up. I was okay with it because that's how I felt. That's how I felt about Overwatch, too. And we're going to play Overwatch. Oh, no. Yes, finally. Mm. By the time the podcast goes up, we will have played Overwatch on our stream. I'm still. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the problem, the problem with, well, any game is that or any genre rather like you do need to practice in order to get really good at it i'm too so and i just well for all of us for the most part like we try to keep up with everything as it's happening in the industry because we're in the industry so it's much harder for us than say somebody who doesn't do that and it's just like they play a couple games a year you can get really good at those games because you don't have as many whereas we're like drowning in them and we're trying to stay afloat good problem to have though Oh, absolutely. That's not. I was no, like, was, did you hear what you oh just my God, said? Too many video games. So many video games. Too I many mean, video games. I'm not you guys. trying to. No, I'm not no. trying to do that. So many video. I'm games. not doing that voice. I'm just saying. <laughs> so many video games. We none of us are going to be a pro player at anything because we are playing too many other things. Right. Well. Okay. Do you want to be a Dota two professional no! player? I don't want to. <laughs> no Goldness. TL. Uh, TL. Dr. Oh. It's okay to not be that great at a game mm-hmm. and still derive enjoyment from it. Yes. Exactly. It's all good. Screw if people are, screw it if people are watching you and judging you. Yeah. You live your life. You live your truth. Can I live, just say yeah, live your truth. Here's be bad. I'm gonna tell one story about good, how the spirit animal you should you should strive to be. Okay. Oh, God. And that is my three year old niece. I don't know. She's <laughs> So you're telling us all uh, your niece is an girl. animal. She's not an animal, but like take the take the spirit out of this Got out it. of the story. So my aunt and her, she uh, are at like some community table. There's clay. Mm-hmm. They're working on this. At the nether table, there is a man and his daughter who's like six. Okay. The young daughter, she's messing around. These, the two, the dad and the daughter are not talking to her name is Noel, the, the young daughter. But he's like, what are you making? It's blah, blah, blah. Noel looks over and she's not being mean. She's just like two and a half, three. Like, she's just very blunt, right? She goes, oh, it doesn't look like blah to me. So then the dad the dad gets pissy. The girl doesn't care. The dad turns around and goes, "Um, 
what are you making? And she's, I mean, she's not making anything, right? Because she's two and a half. Like, she's three. You know, she's just meshing clay around. And she goes, my grandma likes dragons. So I'm making a dragon. And he goes, doesn't look like a dragon to me. She goes, oh. And keeps going back to what she's doing. She does not <laughs> give a tiny rat's ass wow. what this man thinks of her. Or a her tiny rat's ass. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. So whenever you are feeling down in life, think, oh, oh, and move on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Love. great advice, Timer. This is wonderful. That's good. Thanks, Timer's three-year-old I think we got to end on that high note. Mm-hmm. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us, for listening to us rant and talk about video games and some news. Um, We couldn't do this without you. We appreciate your support. We would love to hear from you. We're available by email at contact at whatsgoodgames.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at whatsgood underscore games, on Facebook at facebook.com slash whatsgoodgames. And of course, we have to give a big shout out to all of our patrons on patreon.com slash whatsgoodgames. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, we had two exclusive streams go up this week. Did you miss out on them? That's, that sucks. Don't miss out. <laughs> Get in on it. They're Get on VOD. On it. There's well, still time. I mean, if you're a patron, you can see the VOD. Right. But if you're not a patron and you right. missed it, get in, get in, be a patron. Subscribe We'd love to, to have you. Good games. Link. We have some fun Subscribe community posts that go games. up. We've got a great, uh, a great, um, you know, set of people over there writing stuff, making jokes. Are you okay? What's happening? I made a really bad. <laughs> this is why Alexa is in charge of our social media. <laughs> Link. Subscribe <laughs> to What's Good Games. <laughs> Link. <laughs> Forget oh that other shit. <laughs> the blood of moon rises once Go for again. the $10 oh, martini. I that. The okay, blood moon You get rising. all the streams. Link. <laughs> Sorry, fuck me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you girls. Let's go. Can you just like all move to San Francisco so we can hang out can all Can you the time? all move to LA? Don't die, Alexa. LA is sunny. Hold on. She's back. Oh, that was nice. If you're not watching us on youtube.com slash what's good games, you are missing out. I snorted. I'm sorry. You snorted. She she slapped my butt. I laid down. It was great. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Please rate, subscribe, like, comment, support us however you can. We greatly appreciate you guys doing so. Have a fantastic weekend. We will See be back next. next weekend. Ooh. Goodbye, everybody. Get out of here, run, run! (laughs) 